Coming up today on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. When our parents or our caregivers are emotionally available, when they're attentive, we feel very secure. When that doesn't happen, we feel insecure. And as a result of that, we can develop what's called an insecure attachment, which as we'll see later, can create problems in our adult relationships. The Dr. Linda Mental Show is next. and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and we're always glad that you've joined us. Dr. Linda, on this program, typically I sort of have an idea of what we're going to talk about. I, I read the notes, I'm like, mm, okay, that makes sense, I've heard of that. We're talking about something today that I have never considered in my life. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, and you're married, right. so this is going to relate to our intimate relationships, mm-hmm. and uh, so good. This is going to be something that you'll learn something about. Maybe most people have not thought about this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm in that shrink world where we talk about these <laughs> kinds of things all the time, but it's good to know that. Right. Hey, Chris, you have three children. Mm-hmm. I have two. Do you ever think about how their experiences now with you and your wife will impact their future romantic relationships? Look, they're not even allowed to look at the opposite sex at this point. <laughs> They're young still, but I will tell you this. There's an interesting song that was written years and years ago by Wayne Watson. Oh, I know. I remember Wayne. We met Wayne. Really? Yeah, Norm and I went on a cruise with Wayne Watson and his wife Oh, cool. back in the day. Well, he wrote a song called Somewhere in the World, and the lyrics of the song are basically a parent's prayer for the future partner of their kid. I'm glad you're bringing that up in that you're not old, and I still remember that song, so I'm feeling less old by that one. But seriously, I haven't thought a lot about it. I think it's because my kids are so young, but I have a feeling you were going to get me thinking about it during this program. Well, and the fact that you're thinking about that song, Praying for Your Kids, you want Mm -hmm. the best for your children, right? So you know me too well. We're going to talk about how our relationships are going to impact our children. And when Mm -hmm. we talk about the influence on our children that relates to something called attachment. Okay. At the heart of all of relationships is something called the attachment experiences. Attachment reminds me of a, something having to do with a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I, I have a lot of attachments, and I, I'm happy to pass them off to my children. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, is that what we're talking about, vacuum cleaner? Not exactly. <laughs> Well, our, the, the audience can't see you shaking your head and, and laughing, so I'm, I'm guessing we aren't talking about the vacuum cleaners, and uh, we need a, de- a, a definition here. <laughs> now, this is not really related to vacuum attachments, but right. here's what it is. Attachment is the bond that we first form with our mother or father. Usually, mm-hmm. they talk about the attachment to your mother because, you know, the child spends a lot more time with their mother. It's universal. It starts as early in the womb, and the way we develop it eventually affects the way we find, keep, and end relationships. Well, now that we know what it is, and it has nothing to do with the vacuum <laughs> Appliances, <cleaner. laughs> right. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about attachment style. Why is it so important? Because it really influences whether or not you're going to have a healthy adult relationship. 
you know, healthier relationships are about feeling secure and safe. We've talked about that on lots of other shows, right? Mm, it's really yes. important for a child to feel safe and secure. And we want to know that no matter what, that our relationships are not going to fall apart, whether that's when we're a kid with our parents or when we're older with our spouse, right? We want to know that our partner has our back, is committed for the long haul. All of that has to do with attachments. So how does this happen? Attachment is how we relate to other people. Think of it like that. How mm -hmm. we're relating to other people. It develops very early in life. And attachment styles, which is what we're going to talk about, are formed from those emotional bonds created with our parents or our caregivers. So when our parents or our caregivers are emotionally available, when they're attentive, we feel very secure. When that doesn't happen, we feel insecure. And as a result of that, we can develop what's called an insecure attachment, which as we'll see later, can create problems in our adult relationships. So secure or insecure, those early attachment styles carry over to our adult relationships. So let's start with a secure attachment because this is one we hope to develop with our children and later in our marriage. How does that develop? So you're right in that secure attachment is the type of attachment you want to have with your children and then you want to have that in your marriage. Here's how it starts. Early in life your child just needs to feel that you as the parent are what we call a secure base. Okay. And that means that they need to feel like they can go out and kind of explore the world, but when they come back to you, you're going to be there, you're going to be present, you're going to help them, they're going to feel safe with you. So as the child is really young and the child starts to separate from you, you know, they're kind of exploring things, they're with friends, they're out in the world, they always know that you're going to be there and that you're going to help them along the way. And usually this develops when parents are very involved with their kids. We use the word attuned, and that just means tuned in, tuned in to your child's emotions. It means you're also firm with them and you're teaching them things, but you're warm about that and you allow them to grow and to developmentally get some independence. You know, one thing I saw growing up were parents who a, a kid would, you know, sort of reach out. It wasn't a discipline problem, but they would you know, try something new or go explore you know, whatever it was in life. And then the parent would denigrate them for right. if it turned out to be a mistake. And I think that was a mistake. Then that makes the child feel insecure because mm -hmm. they're like, wait, I tried something and I've just been yelled at or right. told that was bad or something like that. So I see what you mean when you say to, you need to be attuned to their emotional needs. Right. You need to know as a parent, and I think everybody knows this, but it's a matter of doing it. What's going on with your child emotionally? And are you there to support the child, not take over, you know, or not just ignore their needs, but are you present? Are you emotionally connected to that child. Basically, you're trying to be responsive and available to mm -hmm. your child. And that is the very same thing we want in a romantic relationship, right? Right. We want our spouse to be responsive, available to us, and to be in tune with our needs. How does that early secure feeling of a child look in adult relationships? Well, as an adult, you're going to feel more confident in your relationship. You're going to feel connected to that person. You're hopefully going to trust that person. You're going to be comfortable. If you do something independent, you don't worry, oh, my gosh, is my wife going to think I'm doing something wrong? Mm, or, right. you know, there's a trust there that goes on. And then you can openly express your love and feelings of affection to your spouse without worrying about that being unsafe. And you can reach out for support, and you're going to know that the person's going to be there. And the same is true. When your spouse is in distress, you're going to be attuned to that. So you're going to also 
reach out and offer support. So all of this, what I'm describing, Chris, is emotional responsiveness and its availability. So we can wrap it into a little bow. It's being responsive to the person emotionally, available, and all of that makes a person secure. And security is a basic need in all our relationships. Just for a moment, think about it. That's why we can be secure in God. That's the Mm. basis of a relationship with God. Our security helps us. It helps us in our earthly relationships, too. It helps us thrive, and it's needed for our romantic relationships to thrive. So all of this would make you feel protected. And I'm guessing there are more benefits to a secure relationship. Well, when you feel secure, you can be very vulnerable with Mm -hmm. another person. You're not afraid to speak your mind. You're not afraid if a conflict comes up. And you feel like you can basically be yourself. You don't waste a lot of energy checking on the person because you're worried how they're going to behave or wondering what they really meant. It's just this basic feeling of emotional safety. That is so exhausting. It is, isn't it? Yes. It takes a lot of your energy away from the things you could be doing to build Mm. your relationship. That's right. Everyone has their moments in a relationship, of course. But you're saying overall you feel safe and that your partner is being, like you said, responsive. So when you feel secure, there's unconditional love and friendship. There's this feeling of being respected. You don't have to keep constantly trying to prove yourself. Mm. There's a really low fear of being judged because you feel like you're basically accepted by that person. And you know you are being seen for who you really are. And that even if you have mistakes or even if you have a bad day, you're not going to constantly have your character questioned. And this gives you a lot of confidence to face the world. It does. And in a secure relationship, I would guess then that jealousy would not be a problem. That's right. And you feel like you're on the same side and you're not fighting against each other all the time. You can compromise. You can respect boundaries. So this secure attachment is the one we want to pass along to our children. But there are other styles that are less secure or even insecure. Let's talk about those and how they develop after the break here on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. What do Thomas Jefferson, Agatha Christie, Pope John Paul II, and Princess Diana have in common? Well, these notable individuals and many others, past and present, share the habit of journaling. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda, the Relationship Doctor, and I've got some tips for you on the value of journaling. Whether you're just writing down a few thoughts or pouring out your heart on paper, journaling has some real benefits, like getting a handle on your emotions or a better understanding of other people or even organizing your priorities. Sometimes reading your older journal notes will help you appreciate the sweet little details of life you enjoyed but maybe have forgotten. One of the best benefits of journaling comes when you look back and you see how the Lord has been there in all your circumstances, directing your steps and taking care of the things that matter to you. If you've not considered journaling before, give it a try and see which of those benefits journaling might bring your way. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And just a reminder that you can follow Dr. Linda on social media. If you're on Twitter, it's at Dr. Linda Mental. On Facebook, it's Dr. Linda Mental author and speaker. And then on Instagram, it's at Dr. Linda Mental. 
and social media is a great way to keep up with Dr. Linda's speaking and writing relationships. And between those three, if you can't find Dr. Linda, <laughs> I'm there. You need, a, you need to get a find computer. <laughs> that's right. And the book that might help that's related to today's topic is I Married You, Not Your Family, which talks about the influence of early family life on adult relationships. Okay, so we've talked about the importance of a secure relationship. But as you're listening right now, you may be thinking, I didn't grow up feeling that security you've talked about. So tell us, Dr. Linda, uh, about other attachment styles that can develop. So do you feel secure talking to me on the radio? Mm, yeah, I guess. I guess we yeah. no, but seriously, we've been working together for a long time. Right. There is this development of trust, right? You, you know, when I tease you and stuff, you know mm-hmm. that I'm not attacking your character and all that stuff. Well, it hurts, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I can move so on. Maybe you do have an insecure attachment. Maybe we'll talk about that. But <laughs> all right, so let's start with the one called anxious ambivalent or preoccupied how do you like those three terms wow if you have that but it is a mark of an insecure attachment so if your parent was inconsistent you know they were tending some of your needs sometimes they pay attention to you sometimes they didn't Mm -hmm. you're not sure that you can depend on people that's where the ambivalence comes in and you can get a little bit anxious with that you might be really reluctant then to get too close to someone because you're gonna worry are they really gonna meet my needs are they gonna love me back are they probably what you're feeling with me right now? <laughs> Being insecure. Luckily, it's just a radio show Thank hosting. Goodness, yeah. right? <laughs> so then how did this anxious style carry forward to romantic relationships? This could really result, Chris, then in doing too much for somebody. So, you know, you want to be secure in that relationship. You might overdo or you might be too intense. Have you ever heard that from people? Yeah. Like, man. Being in a relationship with that person is just too intense for me. Mm -hmm. They're like always calling me, always texting me, always wanting something from me. And if you have this type of ambivalent attachment to someone, it kind of leaves you on the edge wondering, is this going to work out? So what happens is you look really needy Mm -hmm. in that relationship because you have this uncertainty that somehow you have to have yourself you know, your self-esteem has to be constantly addressed and the person is having to tell you that you're okay. And so you're just really craving this type of emotional intimacy. You just need lots and lots of reassurance. So when you see your partner having a conversation with someone, let's say, of the opposite sex, Mm -hmm. this could lead to lots of jealousy. Right, because you could have trouble with boundaries as well, and you need lots and lots of reassurance for your partner. And because of that, you would want closeness so much that you might get intimate too quickly or too often, Uh, maybe before the other person is ready. Or you might say, I love you too quickly in a relationship. Yeah, so that you can think about that if you're anxious and you're really Mm -hmm. hoping and you're kind of ambivalent about that, you might just push it too quickly, too fast. And that's what you're talking about. And that's, again, related to that craving for emotional intimacy and needing a lot of approval. If you didn't get a lot of that when you're growing up, then you're constantly seeking it. Does that make sense? Mm, It does. And I would uh, guess that this affects a lot of people because inconsistent parenting is unfortunately very common. The fallout of that is that the child doesn't know what to expect. So that is the fallout. Love and affection are inconsistently given based on things that the child really doesn't understand at the time. Because remember, children can't reason like adults. Their brain isn't reasoning the same way as an adult brain is, so they don't know that. So they desperately want love and affection. They're just not able to do their life on their own because they're kids, right? right? So they're really depending on you to give them what they need. And when they're not sure, they get really insecure because then what happens, and this is the root of a lot of adult mental health problems, in my opinion, they worry that they're going to be abandoned. Mm. 
And so they're looking for that intimacy. This doesn't seem that it would be that hard to see and diagnose because let's say you have a five-year-old kid who is just being you know, really chatty. They always want to show you something. They always need this. And they, they, they want, it's a natural thing for them to do. So if you, if you think your kid is being annoying, no, maybe their kid is being normal. Right. And you need to react positively and to that. And attend to it. Attend right. to that. That's an entunement going right now at this stage of my child's development, they need right. my attention. So I'm going to give my attention and not be annoyed. If that attunement isn't, Right. Does the child then think, hey, I must not be good enough, and that's why I'm not getting consistent love? Yeah, it's not quite that clear in the child's mind, but that's why when parents go through divorces, mm. and it may have nothing to do with the child, but the child always thinks it must be something wrong with me. Right. So the child blames themselves because they just don't understand why, and then when the parent isn't responding to them, then they really get confused. So here's an example. Maybe you have a mom who is depressed growing up. Mm-hmm. and is really having trouble responding to her needs that she can't even reach out and respond to your needs. Mm-hmm. But you think as a child that somehow you're the problem because you don't understand all that when you're a child. So that explains the constant looking for approval and assurance. And I can look back to when I was a kid and these kids who would come to school and just be horrible. They're reaching out because of something not, they're not getting at home. Right. It's, it's just really much more complex than what we see on the mm-hmm. surface. But right. this can lead to a lot of relationship dependency. So that's where it becomes a problem. When you're insecure in a relationship, I mean, you're constantly needing approval. It can wear on a relationship. I was going to say earlier in the program, I said something like this is exhausting for right. everyone involved. You can't relax. You're not in a position where you feel secure. So you're always looking for that assurance. So then what is another attachment style that's based in insecurity? So another one is the avoidance. So not everybody is constantly seeking for that attention and wanting it and, you know, coming on going, please, please, please give me what I need. Mm -hmm. The other flip side of that is when you're avoidant. It's called avoidant dismissive attachment. This develops early on when the parents are not emotionally connected or not tuned into your needs as a child. And then the child starts to think, okay, I guess I'm Mm -hmm. not going to get anything. Love isn't possible. You want it, but you don't believe it's going to happen for you. And think about the kids who come to school with that notion. And they hear about what other kids are doing with their parents. Then what happens with those kids is they feel like, i got to take care of myself. i got to be self-sufficient. I got to keep people at a distance so I don't get hurt by them. And that carries over into their adult relationships. Right. And I can see how that might cause problems with adult intimacy because you may always be keeping your partner at arm's length. That's right. And when you don't share your innermost thoughts, which is hard to do when you have that type of parenting going on, that leads to problems with intimacy. So you start to get suspicious of closeness. You don't want to rely on another person since they're let you down in the past. If you have this type of attachment, you prefer independence, Mm. and you're uncomfortable with your own emotions. So it develops from neglect and an absent parent. Which leads to the feelings, again, of rejection, and these kids then get rejected by other friends, too. So they stay aloof. They avoid closeness. And so I'm always thinking about that kid in the elementary school that's a loner, Mm, and that's over by him or herself. They often convince themselves that they don't need anybody. Of course, that's real protective, right? Right. I don't need anybody because somebody's going to hurt me. That's sad, isn't it? It is. Well, before we go to the break, what is the last attachment style that we're talking about? This one is called disorganized or fearful attachment. And this style is based on fear that's usually related to a trauma and abuse that you had as a child. So your belief is that you don't deserve love. It's hard to cope with the world of relationships because you feel so unsafe. And then sometimes you feel loved. Other times you feel like maybe you're hated. Relationships are really confusing because of how you were neglected 
in terms of your needs. And this results in distrusting other people. Maybe you feel a need to control them so you don't get hurt. Mm. And a lot of times these type of uh, children grow up to use substances to cope. So we're talking about children with early life trauma. And this would include having parents who are alcoholic, which is very unpredictable for a child, abuse, neglect. Harm comes from the person who's supposed to be taking care of you. So you become fearful of trusting other people because they don't validate you and they're actually hurtful to you. And you don't want to discuss your feelings because, boy, that's scary. You could Mm. get hit or something bad could happen. That's right. But the good news is that you can become aware of your early life experiences with attachment and then work to overcome those insecurities. And when we come back, we will talk about how to do that on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. You're listening to the... Some days I simply have to fight discouragement. When those days come, I like to read the Psalms and meditate on the cure for my discouragement. Take Psalm 103, for example. David, feeling discouraged, talks to himself in a way that uplifts his soul. He tells his soul to bless the Lord and to remember the benefits of serving God. David wrote this psalm to encourage himself in the Lord, something I know I need to do regularly. Instead of focusing on all of his problems, David decided to engage his will and rehearsed the goodness of God. He begins the psalm by blessing the Lord. Then he speaks to his soul and reminds himself of all that God does for those who are faithful to him. So when you feel discouraged, do what David did and encourage yourself in the Lord. It will transform that discouragement to praise and gratitude. Mental Show and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online. The book that relates to today's topic is I Married You, Not Your Family. It's a book that talks about family influences on marriage. You can check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com, and connect on social media. And don't forget about the podcast on iTunes. Dr. Linda, I think my biggest takeaway from this topic on attachment is that we want to feel safe and secure in our families, and that doesn't always happen. It's so interesting. If we could have recorded what we were talking about during the break, um, we're all talking about how our families influenced us and if we were more insecure or avoidant or what we did. Mm -hmm. You're right. It's so many people are struggling um, with a lot of things. But here's the good news. You can change your attachment style and you can work on your intimate relationships. I think in this radio studio, we've all done that. We've Mm. all worked on these things. We've changed. It's not that this is fixed in life. Mm. So then where do you begin? Well, first, you kind of have to figure out which of these styles you might be closer to, right? Then pay attention to your nonverbal communication with other people. You know, think about, am I giving the message to stay away from me? How about, do I have a lot of low self-esteem? Am I constantly questioning myself? And Or do I feel overly needy in a relationship? Just give some thought about the things that we've been discussing. Nobody wants to look introspectively and <laughs> fix themselves. It's hard. If you're having problems in your relationship, this is something that could really help you, though, if you did this. And would it help to identify someone who has that secure style and be mentored or hang around that person? That's really a good idea, actually, to look at someone who is doing this with a healthy, secure attachment. And you could learn from them. You could work on issues that are related to this with a professional therapist. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm all about that. And maybe you could figure out in your therapy sessions how you want to resolve and deal with all the family issues that came up and how that insecurity affected all of you. This might be overwhelming to think about uh, all of this. I think at first, but it really does help explain why you get so easily jealous or why you need reassurance all the time or maybe why you're hesitant to get close to somebody in a relationship. 
you know, Chris, what it does is it makes sense out of your behavior, and then you can improve your adult relationships, which I think is a really big benefit. And I can see that because you may be trying to prove yourself to your partner all the time and not feel like you're making a difference. And we know that faith plays a big role in this. It really does, because our relationship with God can really transform our basic sense of security or insecurity, as Mm -hmm. we're talking about. You know, ultimately, our sense of security needs to be rooted in God and not other people. I know other people make a difference, but if you can get that rooting inside Mm -hmm. your own spirit that we are made in God's image, he is our secure father, and he is not leaving us, abandoning us, and he is in tune with our needs. Mm -hmm. That's what God the Father is. He's a good, good father. That means knowing what he says about us and how he thinks about us. Right. So if you don't ever read the Bible or you don't really know what the Bible says about the good and loving God that brings security to us, it's really harder. That's why it's important to study who God is and to pray and to just spend time in his presence. Well, let's take a minute and name a few attributes of God that give us that security in him. Okay. How about his power? Hmm. He's all powerful. He can make things happen. His love, which you can just read Corinthians 13, which is read at a lot of weddings, right? Mm, And it talks about what love really looks like. You can read a lot about the goodness of God, his mercy, his justice, and that he is someone who fulfilled what was prophesied. Jesus is someone who fulfilled what was prophesied in the Old Testament. So the truth of the word of God is very evident when you read the scripture. I think it's important to point out that God is just, and in that, we don't get what we deserve. Right. That's called Grace. Grace, that's right. (laughs) Right. Unmerited favor with God. That's right. And we don't ever need to worry about rejection and abandonment. Although a lot of people put those things on God, feeling that they have done too much to Mm -hmm. be worthy or that God abandons them in times of trouble, we might not feel like God is present or he's working on our behalf. We live in a broken world with a lot of problems, right? Mm -hmm. He does not leave us. And we have to make sure that we understand that sometimes he doesn't take us out of difficulty, but he does promise to walk us through that difficulty, and he promises his presence, which is security. Mm. He calls us his royalty with spiritual status and authority. Well, here's something from the Bible, I think, that reminds us uh, about our security. It comes from Psalm 27, 5. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. I love that one. I think that was an inspiration for a song, a Hillsong song one time with mm-hmm. Darlene Check. You know, God is our rock. When you have the image of a rock, what comes to mind? Well, let's see. Stability, mm-hmm. unmoving, protection. Right, all of those. And the life of David in the Old Testament shows us that we can pour out our heart to God and we can trust him with all of that. So remember, a deep, intimate relationship with God can transform your insecurity to secure. God is a loving Father who is attuned to all your needs. Talk to Him in prayer. He won't leave or neglect you once you are in a relationship with Him. He can be the corrective parent you never had and help you turn your insecurity to security. So the next time you feel insecure, ask yourself, what insecurity plagues you on a regular basis? Is it your appearance, your abilities, your personality? All that insecurity starts when we place our confidence in something that doesn't last. Where do you find security from others, approval, accomplishments, comfort? Do you believe God's love is satisfying and can bring you security? When we see how much God loves us, even in our worst, weakest, and most vulnerable moment, it changes us. 
And if you're having difficulty in relationships, please don't hesitate to go and get professional help. You can change those attachment styles. You can make a difference in your adult life. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.